that's how I'm trying to be when I get on this young DJ stuff. I feel like DJing weddings is easy money, though. Oh, it's hella money. That's the that's the goal. You get like you get upcharge like so. I'm doing a wedding next fall. Are you about to expose yourself? But then when they listen, they're gonna be like, actually, we ain't about to pay you that much. No, no, they. We're already. I'm supposed to send them a contract like next week. They're mm. supposed to give me like twelve hundred. Ooh, money, for, money bag yo over yeah, here. Yeah, for like just for nothing, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Literally for like three hours of work, and I'm just like, oh. Okay. Yeah, that's like break down the math. That's a couple. And this is still like super cheap for a wedding DJ. Oh yeah, no, no weddings. They be like running like three grand in like in this like bro. I'd be like, yeah. I'm telling you, I'm trying to make this into a side hustle, but I'm like. I feel like the most important part of becoming a DJ is like your DJ name, but I feel like you have to earn it, you know? I haven't earned my DJ name yet, but I have some ideas in my mind. The hardest thing about being a DJ is that the market is hella saturated. Saturated? Hella saturated. For sure. Everyone, like, is a DJ. It's it's the same thing with photography, too, though. I mean, I feel like with photography, it's easier to be like, oh, look, I'm different. Just look at my pictures. With DJing, it's like, unless you actually hear them work... You won't know. No, like, even with, like, photography, for the, for the most part, like, similar with, like, music, you know, there's, like, styles, so, mm-hmm. like, everyone has, like, a certain style mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. Um, the only thing is, like, if we're talking about weddings, being a wedding photographer is way harder than being a wedding DJ. Like, a wedding DJ... Because that's, that's memories forever. You got to get everything that's down pat. I would never be a wedding photographer. Yeah. But wedding photographers, one wedding, eight grand, easy. I for a good but reason. Then you're holding in the. Res- Can you imagine being the reason someone doesn't have is, photos from their wedding? And would it be like just one person? Or would it be like a team? Because that's another usually thing. it's like two. Yeah. It's like the main person, the main and shooter, like their, and like their assistant. assistant or something. That's how but it was for my cousin's wedding. Sometimes it's just like wedding. one, two though. For my cousin's wedding, it was two of them. Can you imagine being a photographer? You shoot for like eight hours. You go home, find out your SD card is corrupt or something. Can imagine being the bride and you think somebody's shooting for eight hours. You ain't got shit from your wedding. That's why I would never be a wedding photographer. Bro. Even though it's easy money, editing the photos is easy. There's usually like a template. Get some close-up of the food because the food is expensive. But if you fuck up once, it's, it's wraps. I know. That's why. And then I feel like with wedding, even if you're good, because wedding is such a high... Stakes environment, you guess you could say? Just like... Feelings are emotions. Mm-hmm. Bridezillas can become a thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but you got your lyric this week or none this week? Oh no, I, for, I forgot about that shit. Oh, I got mine right here. All right. Let's see. Right. I got it. Got it. Got it. Here, ready for it? Yep. I rob in my black tea. Hit licks in my black tea. All in your house, searching for bricks. In my black tea. I kill <laughs> in my black tea. I steal in my black tea. I'm real, so I gotta keep it trill in my black tea. Wait, I feel like I feel like I don't know what this song is, but it seems like a spin-off of white tea. Yeah, it's a spin-off by, of white tea. By what was that the franchise boys or default? Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a spin-off of that. So but I don't know what the song is though. I'ma play it for you. This is like I think iconic song that everyone should know. Oh god. Let me find that first. Why am I Spotify acting up? Yup, in my white tea. It's literally Hey there, Delilah, what's it like in New York City? Here we go. <laughs> you never heard this before? No. This what is, is this? Gucci. 
No, I ain't never heard this one. I think this was a skip track that I that I just like was like, nah, I'm good on that one. This was Fat Gucci too. I fucked with Fat Gucci. Heavy. This one is over my head. I'm not gonna lie to you. Oh um, yeah, no, that one for me is like classic. I know I fuck I fuck with Fat Gucci. I fuck with this Bart. Bart smoking too. Like, <laughs> did the readers like autobiography? That's how I started getting back into him. His autobiography is pretty cool. No, nah, I haven't seen it yet. I believe it though. I've I feel like he has a story. I know, man. He's talking about how he just like flooded the market. Every time I think about like Gucci and like I guess even Fifty Cent did it with his mixtapes too. I think about the scene from the Boondocks with like Thugnificent, not Thugnificent, I think, where they talk about the power of the overwhelming force. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, so it actually just um, when Gucci's new project that just came out, he became the most released hip hop artist ever. He has over 100 projects. I believe it. That's how it was. That's so much. <laughs> I mean, think about like back when he was coming over, he's dropping a mixtape uh, like, like every, every month. Yeah, like at least one a month. Seriously, and like when you're making that kind of money, you're selling drugs, when you're doing your free time, Thanks. make. But you know. Um, Regardless, uh, um, we're not talking about Gucci today. What's one good? Day, we should one it's, day. Uh, it's four for four. You know what I'm saying? We back again. It's your boy. You know what I'm saying? Underscore Gianni Tsunami <laughs> on social media sites. DJ Gianni Tsunami, Samurai Black. M. Night Sumalan, you know what I'm saying? I we switch it up every day. Shaman. You switch it up every now and then. You can't can't keep them okay, can't okay. keep them, you know, feeling regular. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, so we back. Like the host as well. This is Mario. You know what it is, nigga. Uh, you gotta get something, nigga. He said, nah. "Say Mario, no Luigi head ass." Nah. He said the real ragamuffin in this bitch because he's a quarter Brazilian. <laughs> No, Ragamuffin <laughs> is Jamaican, but... See, no, so wait, no, no, no. It's it Brazilian. Is it? I actually just looked at it. It was a civil war. It was like really? the Ragamuffin Wars. Yeah, it was like the 1800s. Huh. It was like... I always knew that knew was like a Jamaican friend. No, this is some Brazilian shit. It's like shit. what you call like... I guess the equivalent of like babies, kids or something. Yeah. Um, that was literally like a, a... It was like the name of a civil war in Brazil. That makes sense. Huh, who knew? Because I was looking this up, like looking up randomly civil wars. I'm, uh -huh. like, I'm, I'm weird like that. And it was he wants, wants y'all to know he cultured. He looked at history. <laughs> it's the Ragamuffin War, and it was in southern Brazil. Huh, I'm gonna have to look it up then. But and you're Brazilian, so you know. But I only need one name because you know it is what it is. Um, Said one take Drake face ass nigga. Exactly. Basically, one no, take Drake. No, 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 you gotta one take Drake. Gotta get it going. Um, but, but yeah, what, what album are we doing this week? So today, this is your album. I did. I did pick this album. Before we start, I'm gonna say. As far as like the album for this goes, the album for this week goes, I can't offer much input mm -hmm. because I tried to listen to it and I couldn't get through. You couldn't fuck with it. I couldn't get through. Oh! It. But we'll talk about it. We'll All right, so we're this this week is uh I did choose this one. It's I I enjoy the album. It's True to Self by Bryson Tiller. Um, you know, I think just jumping right into it, just like about the album necessarily. The biggest conversation I think this brings up is talking about the sophomore slump. Do you know what that is? Have you heard of yeah, it? Yeah, like when artists like the first album is fire, the second one is usually like garbage or like yeah. not not up to the hype. And I think Bryson Tiller is the one that kind of revitalized that conversation. Um, As in, this album wasn't that good. No, everyone loved Trap Soul. Everyone like yeah, Trap, no. Trap Soul went platinum in six months. Like if people fuck that was his first album when Platinum Six Months. Yeah, it was like pretty iconic sounds for the most part. True, I true think. to self is like gold. Like that's it. Like uh -huh. hasn't even gone platinum. It's like two years old now. Um, but I think the sophomore. Okay, so and I'm also gonna say this. 
before I re-listened to the album a few times, I was like, oh, no, nah. Bryson Tiller didn't fall in the sophomore slump. I like Treat Yourself better than Trap mm-hmm. Soul, which is like, I'm not going to say I like it better, but I don't think Treat Yourself's a trash album. But mm-hmm. listening to it again, I was like, there are a bunch of criticisms that I have with the album. Yeah. Um, but there are a few people, I think, that fall into the sophomore slump fairly and unfairly. So, so in this case, if we're he talking notes, oh, I'm, I'm always I'll, I keep notes ready. Um, but like, what can I say? Uh, another good example of the sophomore slump that people talk about a lot is the weekend. So trilogy, fire mm-hmm. album, drug that weekend, changed, changed the best album, a lot of things, and the sound, kiss land to a lot of folks was trash. I personally really enjoy Kissland. Mm-hmm. I think maybe the sophomore song just doesn't apply to, to my preferences. I, I think I, regarding the weekend, I forgot that Kiss, Kissland wasn't even an album. Kissland is the second album, There's and I really enjoy Kissland. Like Wanderlust, oh, that's it. Wanderlust is fire, but you got professional, you got belong to the world, you know what I'm saying? No, no like, bro, it's good track. I'm going to have to Kiss go back Land. and listen to it, but. Another example is Frank Ocean. Uh, no, that he did not have a. I think he. I think he did. Some people said Blonde wasn't that good compared to Channel Orange, mm. but if we're not compared to Channel Orange, Blonde is. But fire. that's what the sophomore slump literally is: is comparing it to their first project. I mean, it's kind. Of, I mean, you can chalk it up to like a couple things, like your first album usually like go hard, or like also, what I think it is is like your first album, people don't really know what to expect from you, so you're more willing to like do whatever. By the time your second album comes around, you have a certain sound that people expect. So if you try to recreate that, but you're in a different life If you try to like recreate the same sounds from your first album, but you're in a different life stage, mm-hmm. it doesn't translate as well, maybe? I don't know. So I was, I was um, like prepping for, for the pod today and talking about this. I, got, I gave a lot of thought into like the sophomore slump and basically what it is. And I don't think it's necessarily anything to do with the artist. I don't think it has anything to do with the project or the sound. I think a lot of times if they dropped the sophomore album first, it would still be like fire. Mm -hmm. The issue is people's expectations and perceptions for the artist. That's the No, you didn't say it as good though. (laughs) (laughs) But in in the sense that like, it's not about like the first album changing the sound or anything like that. It's just that people are used to one thing that's literally no. People have no. a certain expectation because of the first album. You have a certain sound. But I'm saying like they they don't want. I'm I'm just saying it better. That's what I'm know, saying. No, no, it's fine. I'm honestly just fucking with you. As long as we acknowledge that we're on the same page. I'm fucking with you. No, you're um, but no, like a lot of times, especially when people talk about like what the sophomore slump is, is just the artist changing their sound for the second album. And that's like the big conversation because like Kissland is very different than Trilogy. Mm-hmm. True to Self is not Trap Soul. Um, but like even if you go back as like some other artists like some people consider like Nelly thinking he had a sophomore slump because like Country Grammar went diamond you know that's that's 10 million copies for an I album I don't think I've ever listened to like a Nelly album all the way granted I was in Jamaica at the time so like <laughs> the only thing is they know where the signs that were big enough to cross oceans you know so Nelly shit didn't cross the ocean to you yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Oh, like, oh, not oh. albums, just oh, okay. like the songs, the tracks. Back then, okay, like access to music was like I got only you. all I'm getting is like MTV or whatever was on TV, you know. So, so I, so I'll, this is gonna be a controversial statement too. 
Hey, all we got the people riled up after Beyonce. After Beyonce, Beyonce listen. No, I'm gonna rile, I'm gonna rile up the other half that's not Beyonce stands. Uh, and this, this stands? nope. And this is worse. So Taylor Swift. Stands. I love Kanye. Ooh. I think Kanye fell victim to the sophomore. You slump. think so? Late what? registration is my least favorite Kanye album. Which which album art is that one? That's I, the one where he's uh, it's the it's like largely black and the bear is like in a suit. Oh, like that one has, I think that one might be my favorite actually. I think that's Kanye my album. least favorite Kanye. College Dropout is number two all time for Kanye to me. Is that the third one? That's the first one. Okay, let me I was driving out this first one. That's, that had like All Falls Down, um, Last Late Call. What else is on there? Damn, why am I blanking? Okay, no, Late Registration is my favorite. The third one is my favorite. Graduation. Is Graduation? Graduation. Which one has. Graduation is the one with all the colors. The Stronger yeah, was on see. there. No, that may be the first. What's the first one called again? College Dropout. Maybe College Dropout is my favorite one. Let me see. That's the one that most people rave over. Like, um, what else is on there? Damn, mm. why? I love Kanye. Why am we I blanking care. on... Yeah. Yeah, no, College Dropout is my favorite. It has my favorite Kanye song, yeah. Last Call. Yeah, Last Call is fire. Let's see. I mean, listen, it's not to say that, like, the sophomore album <laughs> you know, was trash. It had, like, more features that really didn't make sense yeah. for the album. You had Adam Levine, Jamie Foxx, um, Paul Wall, Common... Another, There's some fire songs on here. The Bring Me Down is cool. I'm not saying it's bad. Roses is good. I think that's his worst hey, album, though. Actually, no, this is my because Hey Mama's on here, too. I, I think that's his worst album. No, that's fair. That's fair. But, and then another another example, just to make all my hip-hop heads upset, too. Sophomore Slump, Kendrick Lamar. You don't even like Kendrick Lamar to begin with. I fuck, I fuck with Kendrick. But I'm saying, Good Kid, Mad City is fire. To mm-hmm. Butterfly was not. I don't think it was not. It was just like very complex, I feel like, as far as like subject matter goes. I just don't think it was good. I don't think it was good at all. No, that's fair. I'm like, I I like Lady Registration. I didn't like to. I have not listened to Pimp Butterfly since it dropped. Yeah, like I said, um, I feel like the Pimp Butterfly... All the artists you just mentioned had like quote unquote sophomore slums for different reasons, I think. But do you but do you think they fell into that category though? Or would you say that's not fair to put them in that same lane? I mean, I guess it's all like debatable, like if for me for someone to have like a sophomore slump, I feel like I, it has to be like for the most part a general consensus that like the album was weak. Like going back to the weekend example, Kissland, the general consensus is that it was weak. I mean, general Versus consensus. Versus like to Pimp a Butterfly, I feel like what the commentary I've heard most is that, is that like it was too, it was too complex. So it wasn't good. Not 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 the argument. Unlisten toable. The argument wasn't that it was. <laughs> the argument wasn't that it was bad. For, not as good like, as the first. It's just like. M- the like is the listenability, I guess. I don't know if that like is enough to say it was bad, because like you can say the weekend second album was bad. Or I, I'm I'm not. You I'm, wouldn't. Okay, I'm, I'm I'm gonna let you said that. Same way you did with me and Beyonce. You know. You said that. You know, I didn't that, say that. That is a hell I'm gonna die, and I literally, I literally can only remember that like it had some shit to do with like Japan Japanese culture, and there was like one song Wanderlust that was. I mean, he he does have an Asian fetish. Him and Childish gonna be on both like the I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna say that on, <laughs> on there, but you know what I was about to say. <laughs> oh man, um, what, what did Childish Gambino say? Eating Asian pussy, all need was sweet and sour sauce. <laughs> Doesn't Kanye have a similar song lyric too? 
Um, I think he does. You know, Kanye definitely has. Um, you know what's crazy? No, that was Kanye's line. What did Bino say? He has a lot. Not one of the black girls of every single culture, Filipino, Armenian girls, or black and yellow, black and yellow. He has like a bunch they, of. They both of them talk about Asian vagina. One thing I will shout out the weekend for though, he changed like YouTube rules and guidelines to have titties out in like artistic videos. I remember seeing like, uh, what was it? Was it like Wicked Games or was it? It was one of his music videos. He had like Wicked Games is a fire song. He had. Some like Asian girl just with her titties out, just like it might have been professional. It's one of the weekend's videos. Just go look his view and watch his videos, early videos, and just titties out. Cause you know, and it's like in the beginning it says, Oh, beware nudity. Previously, yeah. YouTube wouldn't allow a single areola. The weekend now in his videos got titties everywhere. And I'm just like, yo, how did you finesse this? Can we pause for a second and talk about how Kids these days are so lucky they have access to titties so easily. Facts. Back in my day. <laughs> are we about to talk about this? I was like, <laughs> we can get it too. <laughs> no, nah, this is like a quick detour. Back in my day, by the time the image loaded, bam, halfway through, like, you see like a small tip of like the areola. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn. I came before the. You remember when they had to wait for it? They have a whole videos. We had to go search for it. And then we had to like wait for it to load. Do you remember waiting for like an image to load? Bro, this shit took so long. <laughs> Five minutes and then you're trying to you didn't even like the picture, so you gotta go load another one. <laughs> Bro, I used to so I used to have Linksys Wi-Fi, if anybody knows what Linksys yeah, no, we, is. Do, aren't they still around? I hope not. This <laughs> shit was trash. But I right, so back when I was like in my in my early stages of, you know, watching the online uh, sensations. My dumbass would go right to like Autumn Fell. <laughs> this nigga loves Autumn Falls. Autumn Falls is uh, quite fantastic, but she's she's a little too young, you know. So I'm not I'm not into the whole like 18 year old thing. That's yeah. why I shout out Georgia all day long, you know. what I'm saying 22 and me, you know. what I'm saying not 23 and me, but 22 and me. I'm 23. She could be with me if she want to. Is Georgia 23? She's 22. Mm. She might be 21 actually. Hold on. <laughs> she might be 21. George, I'm sorry. I don't know how old you are. Listen, what? it doesn't matter. Like uh, Aaliyah said, ain't number but number. You know Ooh, what I'm saying? Problematic. Hashtag problematic. <laughs> I do, look, I didn't say R. Kelly. I said Aaliyah. <laughs> I forgot what artist I was, person I was looking up earlier. And turns out they're like 23. And I was like, damn. I, it might be Dua Lipa. You know Dua Lipa? She find us all. Hers, 22. I, I, I know that one. Hers, I, I was going through my list of like... Cause you know niggas is out here making beats now. Yeah. So I'm just making my list of like oh, plug when, yourself I, if you when I'm like famous, um, who I'm gonna shoot my shot at? I, I think I said Jordan Woods is on my list. You know who else is on my list now? Jordan Woods is a good is a good chat. I feel like in 2019. Here's my logic. Not in 2016 though. No, no. Th- this is my <laughs> logic, right? I want to become like a D-list celebrity. Okay. Like, I get invited to shit. So you can get into shit. But like no one cares about me. So like so like, like Shia LaBeouf. I feel like Shia LaBeouf. No, he's. A, I mean, Shia LaBeouf in 2019. You think he's still a B-list celebrity? Like a low B, low B, low B. So but who who would you put as a D-list celebrity? Reality reality TV stars probably. So like like Vinny from Jersey Shore. Yeah, he's like probably like C-list. You put him at C-list? Like low C. So let me finish. So in my right, mind right, right, right now, Jordan Woods she's like a low C-list celebrity. Uh-huh. C-list is like. People recognize your face, but they, they might not know your name. Mm-hmm. That's why I put a C-list there. So maybe Vinny is a D-list. Basically, I'm trying to be like, people, they might, I don't even want them to know my face. So like random motherfuckers have been in a movie once that was like a supporting Probably. actor, but they don't really know what the fuck Exactly. Like, 
I'm trying to be like you as a regular person might not know me but like the Hollywood types they're like oh yeah you produce for you so and so like if you saw Take Keith on the street would you know who he is? No, I would not. Exactly. I'm trying to be like a. I yeah, I don't take you, but you don't. That's. I would not. So basically, once I'm in that circle. That's a good Jordan example. Wo- <laughs> that's a good example. Jordan, Jordan was because I'm like right now she's like still like attainable for me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Rita Ora, she is. You know she's she's fake black. Is she? What do you mean fake black? Does she like say the n word? No, she like she presents herself as a nigga like, and she How like. So? It's it's in the, in the same realm of um like Bobby Caldwell, you know Bobby Caldwell is. He was like the he was talking gay, if, but no, not if you, if you want to do for love, if you won't do do for love, it's an old school track. Uh-huh. And what he did and what his label did, they marketed to niggas. Uh-huh. His album or the song cover was him, the silhouette of him sitting on a bench, so you couldn't actually see who he was. Uh-huh. So people thought he was black. Like Robin Thicke? I remember I was mad as well. No, it was Robin Thicke. Was. Robin Thicke, like, had himself on the cover. Bobby Call was uh-huh. literally his silhouette on the cover. Huh. Like, they thought this nigga was a nigga, but he's pasty white. Uh-huh. So Rita Ora, through her career, presents as a nigga. Like, How she so? does shit like a nigga. I feel like she's around. She just, like, physically appears and dresses like a nigga. Mm-hmm. I feel like she releases music more geared to black people. Like, it's popish, but, like, still, like... Four black Elaborate people. on that for me. Like her music? Just like, I can't name a single Rita or a song, so don't no, even don't even like touch me on that. Because like this might go back to like conversations we've had in the past, but I feel like because black culture is pop culture. But Rita Ora came up before black culture was pop culture, though. Rita Ora's been around for a good minute. Has she? I feel like I, the first time I heard about her was like probably like 2012 or something. That's a good minute, shit. Yeah, no, but you don't think that's kind of like when like... Nah, I, I, it, was, it was a little after. Like, it was like 2015, 2016. No, 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 that's when around it, the time when like the XXL freshman Because Migos weren't like, even big in 2012. So Migos is like the pinnacle. Of no, literally, I feel, like when, I feel like when Migos became big, that's mm-hmm. when the transition happened. That, that's my timeline. Because 2012, they're doing Hannah Montana, Freak No More. Like, niggas knew who Migos was. Hannah Montana? I feel like Hannah Montana. White people wasn't fucking with Hannah Montana like that. Not not, not like that was fucking with, like, with um, Bad and Bougie. But I think Bad and Bougie is the song. Did French Montana come out before Migos? Probably. See, I think of, like, around, like, when French, when I first started learning, I'm like, maybe it's also because I'm in Chicago, because, like, 2012, I feel like that's when drill music was, like, Making its rounds on like the internet and shit. I don't know. I guess. Moral, moral of the story is Rita Ora. But no, so she's she, like a D-list. Rita Ora's not D-list at all. What do you think she is? Rita niggas know who Rita Ora is. Only because she looks good. But Rita Ora, this this is my point Wait, to the, in we, the end. Would you be able to recognize her face if you're walking us? Yes. You'll be able to recognize Rita. Yes. I wouldn't even be able to recognize Rita Ora. <laughs> Rita Ora is 100 percent European. Yeah, she, she's Albanian. That's is she even Albanian? I thought she wouldn't. I thought she was like regular white. Nah, she Albanians are like the the prototype the, the, the dark whites. whites. <laughs> nah, they're the down the black. Yeah, Charles Gambino said I'm not problematic line. I didn't say the Charles Gambino said said this. I'm down with the black girls of every single culture. Filipino, Filipino Armenian, Armenian girl. girls. Oh, on my that's sofa. Armenian, not Albanian. Same shit. Nah, that's it. I'm being very problematic. To my bad. Um, yeah, so she was born in Yugoslavia. Which Where doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't exist That's anymore. That's Albania, right? It's it's a it's a, a part of it. Her parents were Albanian. Yugoslavia is like Bosnia, Herzegovina, Czech Republic, like This nigga Eastern. can pronounce words. <laughs> 
I do like geography, nigga. I'm sorry. Can I buy a vowel head ass? <laughs> hey, look, put me on the prices right, or uh, uh, let's make a deal with Wayne Brady. You know what I'm saying? I can smile for the camera. Mm, I could be um, a token coon. Goddamn, I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> don't do that, man. Um, I take that back. I, I I redact that statement. But Rita Ora is white, white, and I feel like she presents as a nigga. I say all of the same. I'm putting this out there, Rita Ora. My bad. We, we when, went deep when, tangent. When we're at Essence Fest in like two-ish years, come back and listen to this episode and know I've been And see, that's the years. issue right there. You just said it, Essence Fest. She's not a nigga. No, I said Essence. <laughs> essence, she's not a nigga. No, but I'm saying Rita Essence. Rita Lollapalooza, nigga. <laughs> no, I'm saying Essence because realistically, I know that if we're going to get booked somewhere, it's probably going to be Essence first. And then, so I don't think Lollapalooza is doing podcasts. South, South by now. Southwest. What is Southwest? Isn't that a tech? Austin, thing? Texas. No, Southwest. Southwest is like hella shit. Like hella, I have friends that have performed the so, musically. The Southwest, Southwest. I know it's like a tech conference. So I was always confused when people would be like, "This." It's a, it's a music festival too. That makes more sense because when like my non-tech friends would talk about they're gonna go to Southwest, Southwest, I was like. I don't know. He was, he was into like machine learning and algorithms. Point Dexter had us. That makes more sense. Yeah, it says. Uh, Are they doing film, media, there? and music? Film, media, and music. So yeah, media. Huh. Fest and media. But anyway, but yeah. Essence Fest is for niggas. Rita Ora better not show up at Essence <laughs> Fest, nigga. <laughs> you don't think celebrities go? go Marvel story. Is. Unless they run for president. <laughs> we gotta do a one day. We gotta do an episode on all the. We can do a whole episode on that. On Going what? back to on, on, on what sophomore album, just like Wait, how do we even the get whole there? like <laughs> how do we even get there? How, how do we get off track? I don't know. We're talking about like titties. Titties. Oh, true. Which <laughs> Shout is out to all, This is how we all get off track in life. That's like a metaphor for life. Listen but, um, to all my guys out there. Before you make any serious life decisions, bust beat your dick. <laughs> beat your dick, bust a nut. Look, that's been in my drive for like two years now. You, know, you know how many times <laughs> I've been about to make a decision, I go bust a nut really Clear quick. your like, mind. There's but, nothing like that post nut clarity. You're like Post nut clarity. PNC, we're calling it Listen, now. before you send that risky text message, before, before you hit up a girl that you never really hit up before, but you like, mm, she looking kind of cute today, beat your dick first. Because she going to look like Shrek afterwards, so don't do that. Before you triple text, PNC. Bro, P- hashtag PNC. When you listen to 444, tweet about your hashtag PNC moments. You know what I'm saying? Go. We're going to make this a hashtag. Look at this genius over here. You know what I'm saying? Call me Lil Nas G. <laughs> <laughs> Sue Nas X in this bitch. Uh, this nigga. Um, That's my, my new nickname alert. <laughs> don't get your dumb boy ass out of here. You thought, you thought the people. Look, you know, dumb boy, dumb boy do become shout, a. Shout out to All Dev Digital. <laughs> that nigga dumb is. He got the all the the old tattoo on him. Yeah, and then he got the one on that tattoo on that. But I think, I think he's tattooing people that gave him a break. Huh? People like people that gave him a shot. I think he tattoos on him. Why'd you get one on that tattoo? He's not even on there. He was on Wild Out. He was a writer yeah, on that for a minute. He was on there for a couple of seasons. But get the tattoo though. I mean, I mean, he it like upped his elevation, up his platform. I mean, I guess so. I don't know. Um, Listen, Doughboy, if you want to be a guest on this show, you can come heat both of us. I try to heat you back. I know you got jokes, so we'll see where it goes. And when we do the cross country tour or some shit. What do you think our first live tour is gonna be like? If you had to choose, if I had to choose, cause being realistic, like, like like a live recording. Yeah, like a live like people come Atlanta. I feel like that'd be like realistically. I mean, outside of Chicago. If, if outside of Chicago, if we're going on tour, I would want to do like 
honestly like New York. New York. I feel like I feel like New York is like I big enough like, where you I, don't have to pull a big chunk of the population. Like I feel like Atlanta, you go there, you got to be well known. New York is big enough where you don't have to be like hella well known to still get a good but crowd. I, but I also feel like New York is like so oversaturated or like. Facts. That's not like. Maybe like DC or something. I, I can fuck with the DMV. I got love. I mean, we could always go to St. Louis, you know what I'm saying? My niggas are going to show out in, in depth, you know what I'm saying? STL yeah. niggas support each other, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, let's see, let's see how, how y'all roll, how deep y'all roll in you can't St. Spell, Louis. <laughs> can't spell hustle without STL. <laughs> and that's facts. You know what that just reminded me of? The worst time in human history, in my opinion, was like from like 2008 to like 2010 mm-hmm. when Asians would be like swag something with Asians got that's how that shit just remind me of or like <laughs> wait why do, why do we like swag why do we like Gundam style I, become a thing that was the thing when I was in orientation too I think right that came out like 2012 2013 did it I was in college when that came out yeah that shit was uh, a lot but if, if so women close your ears and listen to this Men, if you want to listen to some like real horribly sexist shit that's like super fucked up but actually hilarious, it's a troll video that was released in like 2008. It's called Who Run the World, Not Girls Oof. by Bricka Bricka. It's this random like Russian accent speaking dude. It is the stupidest shit ever, but it's clearly a joke. Mm. Um, so, women, do not watch it, you'll be mad. Men, watch it to learn how you shouldn't be. Just put that out there. I just want to point out, I do not endorse this. I wasn't endorsing either, but I think it's, it's kind of funny. I like troll and satire. Uh-huh. <laughs> but getting back to you know who likes trolling and satire? Takashi Six Nine. Where that nigga? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> we no. See, you took it too far. We don't fuck <laughs> with we far. don't fuck with niggas that be fucking with little girls and shit. You know, what I took it too far. Yeah, you took it too far. I know it's common in Jamaican culture for niggas thirty to be marrying twelve year olds, but we don't mm. fuck with that around here. I don't know which Jamaican <laughs> you've been hearing about. <laughs> Last time I checked, <laughs> R. Kelly is from Chicago, which is next to St. Louis. No, basically. it's far enough. Basically. 300 miles is about the same size as your island, nigga. It's big enough. Basically. <laughs> it's big in your island, nigga. We, it's far exactly. enough. It's far if, enough. If you're going to do the population density, you'll find... Never mind. We're going down a dark hole. <laughs> we're going right down now. a dark hole. We're getting out of it. <laughs> we're, both, we're both wholesome, wholesome men. But, but true to self, not even so- moving on from sophomore albums. You know, like- I think another reason I didn't really fuck with this album as much. Wow. Well, let me explain. For me... Go ahead, get your jabs out. I love a good visual. The album art for this was trash to me. It, okay. Tra- the album art for Trap Soul, iconic. So, so okay, I, I think that's a guess. I would not say Trap Soul's iconic. In terms all. of like albums that were. That shit's so simplistic, bro. It's literally. A, it's some, honestly, you could have made that. With, with one year, with, with one year in of your photography experience, you could have made that. I probably have. And then just went into like Canva. If we're niggas who make flyers going to Canva and just type the trap so that's just boring but as yeah, hell. Versus, but I like it though. It's true, true to self actually was designed. Listen, listen, if you take true to self, take out the words, show the people. How many people do you think would be able to recognize it as a Brass and Tiller album? Versus doing the same thing with Trap Soul. Take out Trap Soul, show them that. You don't think people will be like, oh yeah, that's Trap Soul. I mean, but your first album is supposed to be recognizable as like who think, you are. I don't think it's because it's his first album. Because you're, like, your face is supposed to be on it. or whatever. His face is on this shit too. I mean, but it's like not as like, it's inside of his face. I think it's more artistically this well done. It's inside of his face too. 
No, you can see that's Bryson Tiller. That's like half you, you can clear. No, you can clearly see that's Bryson half Tiller. His face, you can, you his can. torso, and like some some nipple action problem. True, I like the design of True to Self. We're just gonna have to disagree on that one. I like the design of True to Self a lot better. Trap Soul is basic as fuck to me. I've made a capital flyer for a party that looks better than Trap Soul. Hey, so that means I mean, you're put graphic designer in bio. I'm Canva. Canva is my shit. You feel me? Canvas. <laughs> Canvas for niggas who think they're good at Photoshop. Bro, because who's who gonna pay for Photoshop? You got Canva. No, you got the money. I'm good. 20 bucks a month for Photoshop, Lightroom, and Adobe. Georgia Smith, you wanna pay for my Photoshop training? You can. Georgia Listen. Smith's gonna be like, this nigga's gonna get me fired or lit up Bro. for using a. It's, it's always funny when, like, producers or whoever do, like, interviews showing their laptop and you can see they got a pirated version of something. <laughs> that shit's always so funny to me. I feel like that's happened a couple times. Where, like, you find out they're using a pirated version of, like, Fruity Loops or whatever. Everyone probably does that shit. Fuck it. But I just want to say, since we're talking about Georgia Smith, since it, it came up. Since it came up. Since it came up. Um, we're going to start a timer. Every time you mention Georgia Smith per episode. So that's, that should be the drinking game for this podcast. If you drink and listen to it, every time I say Georgia, mention Georgia, mm. or mention a girl that I um, have a very large crush on, just take a shot, you know? But, um, so, for my love... I would love to be a trophy husband. I'm just putting that out there right now. You know what I'm saying? I could support you in all your endeavors, whatever you need. I could be there for you. How? How are you going to support her? Just emotional support. You know what I'm saying? I can go make run errands for her. She you needs know, something. I, I can be like her assistant almost. You don't think you know she got emotional support already? I, see, but it's, it's different. It's different when when it's also someone that you uh, are a little more involved with. You know what I'm saying? It means a little something different. And then when the time comes to settle down, I could be a stay-at-home father, cook and clean. I'm great at that. You know what I'm saying? I can mm-hmm. watch the kids, raise them. Anyway, that's just, I have to put that out there, Georgia, if you ever listen to this. How tall is Georgia Smith? 5'3". Five, 5'3". Three. Five, three, that bro. was supposed to be a short joke. I was just like, how tall is Georgia Smith? Bro, she looks tall as shit, right? She's 5'3". Huh. That makes sense. You would never guess. I thought she was 5'7 for Hellas. And then she tweeted, yeah, I'm 5'3". I was like, excuse me. You're like, oh, but... I'm back in the game, coach. <laughs> I was never out of the game, nigga. What you mean? <laughs> oh, man. But, again, I'm trying to get back to the album because this shit is getting wild. <laughs> um, yeah, we like halfway through the episode already. Another another big conversation that I wanted to have about True to Self and then just Bryson Tiller in general mm-hmm. is the use of sampling. And I feel like Bryson Tiller... Did he do it good? I think he did it amazingly. What year did this album come out? 2017, I'm pretty sure. Was this um, the year that, like, Tory Lanez did release his, like, Prod Family sample? Or was that, like, before? I don't... I think that might have been in, like... Was that... Was Chicks Tape in the... I think that was Chum Chicks Tape. I think that was the winter of 2017. Yeah, that might be 2017 or 2016. I feel like it might have been 2016 because I was still working at Bop and Girl at the time. Yeah, Chicks Tape, I think it was winter of 20... Oh, whoa, whoa. Oh, no, it's Chicks Tape 4, I mean. I'm, this is Chicks Tape 3, hold on. <laughs> I was like, no, that's not right. Six Eight Four came out, yeah, I think in uh, winter of 2016, yeah, like Christmas yeah. 2016. But um, I think in the game right now, Bryson Tiller as an artist might do samples the best out of everybody. Hmm. And that's like, and this Tory Lanez, he can flip samples pretty well too. I think Tory Lanez is fire at samples, mm-hmm. but Bryson Tiller I think masks them better. Tory Lanez, like, he'll, like, have it, and then you'll know what the sample is, and he'll yeah. just, like, use that, like... Isn't that part of the artist sampling, though? It's, like, a throwback to, like... And I, is, I guess it's also, it's also preference. Okay, because when I was listening to Bryson Tiller, there was, like... Maybe it's because I'm not educated on, like, the samples he used. His samples are also way really more low-key. Exactly. I, I kind of like when, like, the sample Real is, recognizable. like... recognizable. 
recognizable enough to where like it's like used differently. Okay. But then like also like I can still tell what it is. Like example of bad sampling, DJ Khaled when he did the outcast thing. He basically what like lowered the pitch a little bit. Is that Exa- not what Tory Lanez does? I I have only I only listen to that one song. I mean so so I put Tory Lanez in the same basket as like Bryson, I can't really listen to them mm. like that. But then example of good sam example of good sampling would be like I think Mastiff on Black on Both Sides on Miss Fat Booty he sampled Nina Simone or something or is it Aretha I don't know he sampled one of them yeah. or like Kanye with Strange Fruit you could tell Strange Fruit from the Purple Street <laughs> but like so you like you like chops more than anything is what I'm gathering yes I guess yeah more so, like chops so for, for people who aren't as like deep into music you understand what like cho- cho- what, what chopping what up a sample chopped is chopped and screwed all that whatever that um, is so chopped and screwed is I think it originated in Houston. Shout out to OG Google 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 Google. Um, but it's yeah, like, she'll be flaking on us, but it's fine. She's supposed to be here, but you know, she OG can never follow through a plan. Um, taking all shots. She probably won't even listen to this this uh, this episode to be known that we shooting shots at her. We'll see if she texts us. We'll see. <laughs> um, but for like chopped and screw. So if you chop up a sample, it's like taking parts of it and rearranging how the sample is going to work. Mm-hmm. So it's like if anybody has seen the Twitter video with Meek Mill talking about that dude, and he's finger drumming, he's chopping up that sample and taking different parts of it and making it hit different notes in different times and flipping it that way. So it's not the cr- pure sample, but it's like the same thing but flipped around. Screwed mm-hmm. is when you fuck with the pitch and the blends of everything. So it's like slow and drawn, like shit like that. It's Tyler the Creator right? No, that like n- not even just pitch down when you like screw a song. Like, yeah, like speed it it's, up. It's, so, yeah, stretch, it's stretch so it much, so much more intense. And when yeah. they chop and screw, you do both of them. So you like chop samples. I think I prefer samples where you keep an element that's the same throughout and just like loop that thing or like pitch it, change it a little bit, mm-hmm. and then throw like a couple different elements in different places. Um, so I think Kanye does that really well, just like for most of his tracks. You know who recently did a sample that I really liked? Drake with Lauryn Hill. X-Factor. Oh, um, that's mostly well, that's so. That's more chopped. So nice. So that's nice for what? So that's yeah. also what balanced music is. So I'm giving y'all music lessons out here because I really fuck with music. For the free 99. Balanced music originated in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And a big piece of that is upping the tempo by Hella. So it's always about like being fast. You know, New Orleans is yeah. fast paced jazz. Um, but Gotta get those gyrations. Balanced music is very heavily, heavy on flipping a sample like that and like speeding it up. So that's not, that's not necessarily chopping it. Because it's like still, I can't let you back in. Yeah. Like it's, you still hear the sample. It just changed to flip the beat on mm-hmm. it. That's more along the lines of kind of what I'm saying I prefer. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like chopping is like Jay Dilla shit, if you know who Jay Dilla mm-hmm. is. Or who's another person that like R. chops R. up samples? Oh, yeah, R.I.P. Jay Dilla. Like Ninth Wonder, they, he chops up samples really well. Um, but like what I like for 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 like what Bryson Tiller does, mm-hmm. and Tory Lanez does it too. That's why I fuck with Tory Lanez. I've It'll, also only ever listened to like maybe two Tory Lanez songs. Um, so I have a few here that I'll probably play for you after the podcast over. Everyone, my favorite Tory Lanez songs: Proud Family, Name, and Ride and Slow Grind. Those are all samples. So Proud Family samples a Proud Family song. Ride samples Pony. Slow Grind samples. Um, Slow Grind by, by fucking Pretty Ricky. I tried to get into um, Bryson and Tori because like back then, every girl had it on their sex playlist. So I'm like, let me let me throw it, this on mine. That's the the beauty of like Bryson Tiller and Tori Lanez and the samples as well is that you can 
Do a lot. You can do a lot with it. Listen with that one. You can, you can do a lot with that shit. The way this nigga just smiled right now, you can tell he got stories. <laughs> ah, yes, I do. <laughs> um, but he wholesome, though. But, like, I, I actually, and this, I think this goes back to my love for Kanye, too. I like when samples aren't as easily recognizable, and then you have to, like, search and, like, find mm-hmm. your shit. Like, oh, what is this? Like, where do you get this from? Oh, how did he even know about this? So, like, the samples Bryson Tiller used in, like, True to Self. Oh, shit. My bad, I got calls. <laughs> Just get the fuck out of me, nigga. His hoe is calling him. From Orlando, Florida. Who I know in Florida? <laughs> Shit. Kodak Black, nigga, I don't know. <laughs> I got Kodak Black muted on Spotify. You should. But, um, where was it? Oh, yeah, so, like, a lot of the samples in True to Self at this point are, like, early 2000s, late 90s samples, strangely enough. So he has samples from Ice Cube, Aaliyah, Brandy. He sampled Drake in this motherfucker. Like, you wouldn't even know it. Mm-hmm. Um, he sampled um, a Kendrick song. What was it? Like, Feels from Damn. Mm. He got some shit in there that's like, oh, but it's like, Matt. You know, like, I just found out It's just that, looped um, and masked. Kendrick and Drake sampled Janet Jackson. Anytime, any place, or Poetic Justice. Yeah, yeah, I was listening to Janet Jackson recently because I never listened to her growing up. So I was recently, I was like, wait a minute, this is. And that's, I think that's an example of what I was saying, what I like when you just like loop it. Loop uh-huh. it, filter, and throw a different beat on. Yeah. Because their sample is still pure because you know it's Janet and you hear it. It's yeah. not like. You know, that's the kind around. of samples I like. But you said you like the chop shit. I like the. I mean, most of he just put hers on loop, didn't he? Or did he chop that too? I gotta listen to Miss Fat Booty again because I can't even hear it right now. If I'm being honest, let me see. I'm pretty sure. Or like another good example. Ooh, a great example. Um, for those who listen to music recently, Ty Dolla Sign, Jeremiah. Right. No, this is chop after after the beat drops. Gotcha. Yeah, so it, the, that's that's like another J. Dilla Ninth Wonder thing. So if you like listen to J. Dilla Ninth Wonder and when they're producing, everyone, if you don't know who these people are, look up J. Dilla Ninth Wonder. They mm-hmm. kind of birth production as we know it now. Yeah. So all credits to them. But what they would do a lot of times is the first like eight or 16 bars, keep the original sample playing, mm-hmm. and then they'll chop it on their drum pad and like mix it up that way. So that's what you, they did in You saw me play some of my samples on here. Uh, Mario calls himself a producer now. No, no, no. See, I'm very big on like when it comes to like titles, you got to earn your titles. Okay. So like, I get, I hate when like people they just pick up a camera and then next week they got their booking in from their bio. Mm, I feel like... Fair. Like, I'm not going to like... You got to build, you got to build up the craft. Yeah, you got to like... So like, I just, I just impulsively bought this like, what did they call this? DJ deck controller, show. yeah, controller. controller. See, I don't even know what this shit is called. So I'm like, I'm not gonna call, give myself a DJ. I'm thinking about it, oh my but God. like, I gotta earn my. I you gotta you earn have a DJ Ragamuffin. I thought about that. I, I, I Th- that honestly that isn't a bad DJ name. I feel like a DJ Ragamuffin probably exists though. Probably. Maybe I go by DJ Muffin or some shit. I don't know. I gotta be family friendly if I'm trying to get these. Is Ragamuffin not family friendly? No, I'm just saying Ragamuffin is taken. Like, in the general scheme of, like, names, oh, okay, I want a name that's, that's like, I want a name where it's, like, to a normal person, it's, like, whatever. But, like, it's, like, a if you know, you know kind of name, you know? Like, for example, you know how you looked at my board, you saw this list of shit? You know that was anime? Yeah. It's, like, if you, but if you didn't know, it's just be a list, but you know it's anime. So, like, that same concept with, like, DJ names. It's, like, if I was, like, DJ Ragamuffin, like, a Jamaican would be, like, oh, they would know that, like, or maybe a Brazilian now, you know, but, like... So yeah. I need something where it's like 
to a normal person, it's like whatever. But like, if you know, you know. DJ names know. is such a like a uh, like you know how like it's, it's a difficult thing to pin down because people spend a lot of time and even change their names a few times. That's why I'm like I'm not I mean, into it. So like with some Chicago DJs that are like with some fire names like Boy Genius. Yeah. B O I space J E A N I U S like Boy like that's just fire or like um, it's the same with like all these like producer names now like Boy Wonder was like the one D A and some whatever you know. And then there's like a guy who's like a fire ass scratcher. He goes by RTST, mm-hmm. Rice the Sound Technician. Mm. That shit just like goes hard. I don't know. It's like DJ yeah. RTST. Like that shit is cool. I don't know. DJ anyway. Sue Night Shyamalan out here. <laughs> Sue the finesse guy. DJ Tsunami, because when it comes through your city, you know what's going um, <laughs> um, Oh my God. But no. Oh man, I feel like plies right now. <laughs> I fuck with plies. I want to make a track of plies one day. I think that shit will be fire. I'm like making mental lists of like people who I don't want to make tracks for. You see my list up and there. Plies is plies is one of them. Yeah, just because. If you okay, so I'm another. I'm. I feel like I'm putting people on all day today. One of the nastiest songs ever <laughs> made in life was made by plies. And I heard this in like 2009. Nope, <laughs> way worse than that. So everyone, after this podcast, go put on "Get You Wet" by Plies featuring Pleasure P. It starts out. I'm, I'm gonna tell you the first line. The first line is, "Bet if I suck on her pussy, that'll get you wet." That should have been your lyric for the day, bro. That, that shit's so crazy. <laughs> Go listen to that shit. That shit's wild. Another super wild ass song is Walls by Trey Songs. I'm trying to bump y'all sex playlist up real quick. If you need songs to fuck to for somebody that... All I'm saying is... What the general consensus among women from whatever it is. If you're fucking a nigga and he got Trey Songs on his sex playlist... The, the, the dick game is going to be questionable. Wait, you got me putting straight socks on it. Like, Why are you questionable? <laughs> like, if you think about sex plays, every nigga has Trey songs on their sex playlist. They got to be, you got to come with the new shit, you know what I'm saying? You, gotta... you want to know what's hilarious? <laughs> Bro, I lost my virginity to Trey songs. <laughs> Bro, Look. so the girl I was with, she you, put. You told the story. Have I? Was it in the car? It was. The second time was in the car. No, the first time was in the car. Second time was in her crib. She put on a rotation playlist of just Trey songs. So you saying that is fucking hilarious? No, it's true. Like people who shouldn't be any sex players in 2019, the weekend. Okay, you're guessing. No, 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 no. I mean, in this order, Trey Songs. Who shouldn't? Chris Browns shouldn't. Bro, I just put on Trilogy on Shuffle and call it a day. <laughs> no, no, no. I tell you, I was thinking about people, I was going to say people should be there. That's how I said the weekend. But Trey Songs and Chris Brown. Oh, okay, you're gassed. Shouldn't be, no, nah, they shouldn't be on here. Okay, so, and, and this is the conversation as well, I think. Imagine you're, you're, you're having sex, you're going deep. Chris Brown comes on. Then she remember. She remembers that one time he did that one thing. I was like, "Now y'all, y'all talking about your dick <laughs> trash." If she's thinking about other shit, wow, y'all fucking. Your dick trash. Your dick trash. <laughs> if you're playing, if you're playing, what's his face? So, so there's here's another okay, thing. Okay, wait, wait, wait. No, wait, wait. I wait. don't know if we have any late female woman listeners, but like. Yeah, don't say female on here. We don't fuck. Yeah, with no woman. Tweet at us. I don't know our handle still. Tweet at us <laughs> if you think it's sus. For a guy to have Trey songs on his sex Wait. playlist. All right, and so I'm gonna just also say this since we're on this topic. You gotta have two separate playlists. You gotta have the fucking and baby making. No, so you can't even say it like that. You gotta have 
Okay, so this this okay. Let me say this as well. This is from my older days when I was. Uh, He's wholesome now. A little more promiscuous. It's it's uh. I'm, promiscuous. I'm, I'm Susan out here. You know what I'm saying? We we wholesome. Wholesome this tsunami. Said, <laughs> we wholesome tsunami out here. Imagine if I walked out here saying I was Molly something. Look at what. Hey, my name is synonymous with wholesome. You feel me? That's just what it is. But it's synonymous. Hey, okay, I missed, I missed that opportunity. Shout out to you for that. This nigga. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, this is from old me. However, for niggas still in the game, for niggas still out here, you know what I'm saying, having a good hot boy summer, or for my girls having a hot girl summer, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Two playlists. One is for the random hookups. One is for someone you actually care about. Because uh-huh. there's nothing worse than having just like a one night stand and like Drooper to Love by Trey Songs comes on. Or is like, that a song you like? That's, oh, damn, look at that. Jordan Woods. This man's looking at pictures of Jordan Woods on Instagram right now. His, where your left hand at, nigga? <laughs> <laughs> she, she could get it long dick style. But no, there's nothing worse than having like a someone that you don't really care about, like a quick thing, and then some lovey shit comes on. So you have to separate those playlists. So for Chris Brown and Trey Songs, a lot of their music is gonna go into the the more like sensual, I really care about you playlist. Whereas I think a lot of like Bryson Tiller or Tory Lanes or like other niggas that are like sample heavy. I think those can go in the this still sounds like some shit you could fuck to, uh-huh. but it's not like talking about I love you. So here's the thing. And again, this is my this is just my me ascertaining from conversations. Um I feel like there's like a certain connection between think about it, when you made your first sex playlist your entire life, before you were like fucking fucking, when you when you were just like fucking, right? Who was on your playlist? Trey Songz was probably on there, right? What's wrong with that? No, wait, yes or no, Trey Songz on there, right? Yeah, I told you I lost my virginity. Yeah, Trey so yes, say, nigga. What I'm saying, there's a perception that like niggas who got still have Trey Songs in their sex playlist, there's a perception between that and inexperience. Like, this nigga probably only fought, like, twice in his whole But life. no one's saying put on, like, only 08 Trey songs. <laughs> New Trey song songs are crazy, too. If you listen... Trey songs still making music? Yes, nigga, this shit... Like, this nigga is still releasing fire. I'm not gonna lie. I was listening to Trey songs way over here. <laughs> or even, like, Chris Brown from, um... What was his second and last... Most re- second uh, to last album? The one with, like, 80 million tracks? Yeah. That, that one? There's Blood a, on the Moon, some shit like that. There's a track on there called To My Bed. It's track 13. Mm-hmm. That shit is a good-ass fucking song. The only... But it's like, it's not... That one's more of, like, a hookup, not like I, I love you. The only Chris Brown song that's making it to any of my six playlists is probably, like, 12... Is there a song called 12 Players? 12 play. Really? Or like what the bed? What the bed? Um, he got hella shit. Damn, I got I got the playlist right here. Let me pull it up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I'm bullshitting. Um, hey, Trey Songz released a song. Was it last year? You remember when Jill Scott had um, that incident where she was like sucking the microphone She's off? She's on my list too. Trey Songz sampled Jill Scott. He mm-hmm. sampled "He Loves Me" by Jill Scott and made a it's, sex song out of it. So if everyone go to SoundCloud after this as well. I Apple, see this one. Um, it shows up on my Spotify sometimes. Yeah, it's called some, Jill. Some real. Yeah. That's just a good song to fuck to. Okay, and that's we'll Trey Songz. We'll see. I'm just saying, don't count niggas out just because you know okay. what I'm saying. And I'm saying sometimes you gotta be a little bit more creative. For example, I think I said in a previous episode, put ultralight beams on that playlist. Oh, you're wild. Oh, you're wild. Never. Let me explain. Never. Oh, you're tweaking. <laughs> Let me explain. No. <laughs> Let me explain. 
if you are, if you have the ability, sync up your nut with, <laughs> with like the chorus. <laughs> we we are the like. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, you know the part I'm talking about. So why the impression not blessings? Why, why did you do me wrong? You fucking missed your day. I'm You're tweaking. You, sync bro. up your nut with like the. They talking about God in that song. You fucking the guy? Sex is a godly act, okay? Bro, you putting on Kirk Franklin and fucking, we and I open. smile, <laughs> even though it hurts the ass. You know what I've thought about, though? I've thought about taking a Kirk Franklin song and sampling it to make it like a sex song. So that's what Side Ray Charles note. did. Side note. Yeah, that's would, what Ray Charles did, by the way. Would it be fucked up if I, like... Not Kirk Franklin, though. Would it be fucked up if I took a bunch of my own beats and put them on the sex playlist no. and fuck to them. No. Like, would that be no. like we, like a weird way to promote my music? Like, I, like, I've fucked to my mixes before. Afterwards, she's like, damn, who is this? I'll be like, oh, you know, that's just that's just my, my own little... Again, I shifted up before. I think know? if anyone's like actually... No, I said after, after. Like, I, no, I'm saying even, even I think if someone's like, oh, that was a good song. I only think about that for later so I can remember it. That shit was trash. Oh, uh, no. The music's only supposed to be for in the moment and then you forget everything that's been played thus far. Nah, sometimes like mid-stroke, you gotta make a mental note like, this song is fire. Let me come back in. The only the only thing is the worst part is if you miss stroke and then some trash shit comes on you like oh don't let me stop it changed the song yeah I, no. that's what inspired me to sort my playlist out because there people I've been fucking and then yeah, like and then shuffle. like some Maxwell I'll, I'll put on shuffle every time and, then, know, some, and gotta... then some I don't want to time myself I like to just be in it you know what I'm saying so Maxwell will come on and be like I'm not finna fuck you to tell the cops come knocking I'm gonna click no on that <laughs> look, look one plus one. Fuck no, we not listening to one You gotta get your Apple Watch. You can do it from the, you know. I'm gonna fuck with a watch, though? Yeah, Apple Watch? I you, break that shit. You tell me you take every. I don't know. Hey, what, we wild out here. Conan the Barbarian. I, I don't know what kind of sex this nigga be having. King Kong over here. <laughs> He's about to nut the beat. They call me Sue Dingo, nigga. <laughs> this nigga. <laughs> I told myself I wouldn't make any light skin jokes on this podcast, <laughs> but I I hate light skin niggas so much. <laughs> oh my god! I might have to add that to the aliases, nigga. Sudingo. <laughs> this nigga said Sudingo. <laughs> oh man. Hey, for all my real niggas out there. <laughs> I, can't, I was about to make a Brian Pumper joke, but I couldn't even get it out. <laughs> uh, real niggas know. Isn't he like gay? Or like Is he, was, he? He was like. I just know he'd be cracking eggs on bitches' foreheads. No. <laughs> <laughs> While we're on the topic, since we've been talking about fucking this whole time, apparently, um, I hate to the death of me. What do you hate? Black men in porn scenes because not not because they're black men. I oh, I no, would love that, to see a representation. No, I would love to see a representation of myself. Like where I can imagine myself in the scene. Light skin niggas. No, I got enough light skin niggas in porn. No, there's not. But but niggas do too much. Like I don't I don't want to. Uh, even like think about the nigga being present, but uh-huh. black men in porn scenes be like, yeah, bitch. Oh yeah, this shit nice, ain't it? Huh? It's smack crack an egg on the bitch forehead. I seen a nigga pile drive a bitch in mid porn scene. I remember one time. No. I was like a freshman or whatever, and as I was watching the scene, I like right as I was about to nut, 
He like punched her in the face. Bro, like why? I was like, why? I was, I was like, that was wholly unnecessary. Listen, and, like, and see, we we we're we're out here. We're we're body positive. We're sex worker positive. We don't actually watch porn on Pornhub anymore. <laughs> we pay for our porn through sex workers on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Who's me? Ooh, you out here just getting porn for free? You fucked up, nigga. Wow, I'll be buying. Got to buy them premium snaps. You know what I'm saying? I told you about I gotta the, support sex workers. I told her about the one time I tried to support a sex worker. I just scammed the shit out of me. I told her all that story, no? Oh yeah. Oh man. <laughs> oh my god. And then the cash trying to do, I can ask for my money back because then you know she gonna be like, this nigga, I support. You know, but um. <laughs> but no, I was telling my. <laughs> I texted this in one of my group chats last night. I was watching this like amateur porn or whatever. Of course you the were. The other day. And like I was really into it, it was good, you know, whatever. And there are like a couple things. You know, sometimes you're watching a porn and then like something other than like the sex distracts you. So I watched two videos. The first one. I hate when motherfuckers be having dirty ass socks on. Let me explain. The first one, they were fucking or whatever. And then the camera pans up to like their dresser. I can tell they were food stamps, cause they had like the Ritz crackers, the pop, the ramen, and the bedroom. So I don't know why, but that like took me out of the scene. Cause I was like, damn, I could go for some Ritz crackers right now. How do we get here? But then, the, <laughs> why are we talking about No, the second scene, this one, I don't know why this turned me off so much. Like they're about to start having sex or whatever. This nigga had an Xbox 360. I don't know why in 2019, anyone has an Xbox 360. We're about to get the next generation of Xboxes. <laughs> but for some reason, this is my thought process, right? Xbox 360, this nigga broke. I can't be watching broke porn. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, what is wrong with you? I I gotta go back to the blacks and the vixens. I am uh, stepping away from this conversation. <laughs> anyway, let's wrap up. We got like three right. minutes. All right, so final thoughts on the album. All right, so <laughs> actually, I'll let you go first. So, getting back to true to self, Bryson Tiller, we actually gonna probably edit out all the porn shit. No, no, no. This whole we're being true to ourselves. If we did right. that out, we only hey, like listen, three minutes. Don't fire me. Um, <laughs> all right, so Mario, I'll let you give your your album review first on true to self, but Bryson. Yeah, no. So I tried to like listen to it like. First off, what would you rate it out of 10? I don't think I could give it any rating that would be justified because I didn't listen to it all the way. Got you. Um, so, like, even though I don't really listen to Bryson Tiller that much, I was able to, like, get through, like, Trap Soul or whatever. At the time when I was listening to it, like, it was, for the most part, it was sonically different sound than, like, what was out at the time. And, like, for the most part, songs felt different. Mm -hmm. There's so Songs are memorable from Trap Soul. For me... Untrue to self, there's only like one line that's memorable on there. I'm a, what's it called? Rich nigga, self mate. Self oh, self mate. Yeah. yeah. That's like the only one that like is memorable to me, and it's just that one line. The whole album, everything just kind of sounds the same. To me, that's just me, so. Maybe I'll try. I literally tried to listen to it like three separate times. Mm. I'm like, I cannot do this shit. Like last week when we did Control, I was like, damn, there's like a lot of content here for me to get through. Mm. But like with this one, then again, maybe, maybe Bryson Tiller isn't making music for me. So maybe that's why, cause I know women, they love Bryson Tiller. They want to spell coconut for Bryson Tiller. <laughs> but 
I don't know, but that's just me. All right, so. <clears throat> what are your thoughts? What should the people's takeaways be? What are Actually, your top songs? I enjoyed the album. I'm not going to say it's a bad album. I would probably rate it. Yeah, I'm, I don't want to say it's like a bad out, album. Out of 10, I would give it like a 6.6. Um, I think it's pretty good. Um, it's not quite a seven for me because I do have criticisms with the album. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do, do the criticisms first and then the highlights later. So my criticisms, well, one, you can lose a couple of songs, blowing smoke, money problems, those can honestly go. Um, but I was really upset with how they set up the album. I thought the album order was pretty goddamn trash. Mm-hmm. Um, there were songs that didn't need to be in there. That's that's already been talked about. But like, it didn't make sense as an album. Like there were some braggadocious songs, some like I'm this, I grind songs, and then like half of it was like about I a girl. Like a lot of sophomore songs is like they're braggadocious. I mean, and, and for good reason, but like it didn't make sense in the context of yeah. the story he's telling in the album. Like if you have interludes that are connecting the album, your album was there a story float. in this album? What was the story? There, I mean, that's the issue. Like, it was hard to read, but I'm saying, like, he had rain intro, rain on me interlude. Like, he had, like, and then outros that are, like, supposed to bring it together, but it didn't flow well because it's, like, it was real, real spotty. I think whoever helped him put this album together, they could have done a much better job in organizing it. It's mm-hmm. a really big criticism why I can't rate it higher. Um, but then when you talk about the songs where he's talking about a girl, mm-hmm. every single one of those is fire. So like a few songs that I enjoyed, No Longer Friends, You Guide It, um, uh, Rummy Rum Dry is just a good song. I don't think it really fit with the album, but it was a good song. Mm-hmm. Um, Teach Me a Lesson is my favorite song on the album. Teach Me a Lesson sampled Your Hands by Marsha Ambrosius. Your Hands is also an amazing song, and he flipped it so perfectly, and it's like a song that's on my... I think it's both on my hookup playlist and my love playlist. Like It's, it's just a good-ass song. Uh, set it off something tells me is another really really good song but like the songs where he's talking about a girl are much better than the songs where he's talking about his come up I think because Bryson Tiller's lane is relationships or not getting to relationships so his best songs on on Trap Soul Don't and Exchange both Uh talking about a girl yeah like it's just would so you I, put him in the same boat as like the PNB rock? I don't even. I haven't heard a single song by the nigga. I no. I, yeah, I, I don't. I just know that like the people who like Bryson Tiller also like PNB rock. That's the name. I name? guess I don't know. Or the Ty Dolla Signs of the world. But, but um, yeah. So I mean, I actually I enjoyed it. If it. If those criticisms that I had, if those were like implemented, if it was rearranged a little bit differently, he could even tell the story of like, like a Nelly sweat and suit type thing. Where it was like a hype side and then the slow side. So you could have started like braggadocious, like, "Oh, look at me, I'm here." Mm-hmm. And one of his tracks, I forget which one it is, but he's like in the track, he's talking about how he couldn't get a girl because he was too famous. He could have used that track as a turning point to then start talking about like his relationships with girls and how it's fucked up. That would have worked smooth. I'm like, okay, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. But as it is now, the Something second to connect the different themes. Exactly. Of the album. The second half of his album is better. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe that's why. Maybe I'll go back and listen to the second. And half. the other thing, it didn't need to be 19 tracks. That's mm-hmm. it's a, it's a little too long. I think when this came out, a lot of artists were doing like these like long ass albums. Wait, yeah, because Smino dropped around the same time, had like 18 or 19. Like, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. And then the other thing, another big plus is his sampling. I think like 16 out of 19 tracks sampled something. Mm-hmm. As like the main core of the song, so that's like a big props to that and him being able to handle that so well without folks even being able to know. Like if every song in your album has a sample as his bass and people don't know, that's mm-hmm. 
well done. He had good producers on his team doing. He had Boy Wonder, Wonder Girl. He had a bunch of niggas. I don't know. I can't fucking remember. But it, I, I enjoy the album. It's not. It's probably out of all the albums we've reviewed, it's probably the worst one though. Mm. So far. Ooh, I agree. It's the only one I couldn't get through. But sweet, we're just a little bit over an hour. I love this final part out or whatever. But all right, nigga. So. Oh yeah, I keep forgetting the intros. We we, we logging out, you know what I'm saying? Four for four. They call me Sudingo. Just I was hoping he would forget that shit. <laughs> He's about to go on Twitter, change name to change Sudingo. Change my name to Sudingo. Hey, listen, I'm on my Twitter. I'm mad. It's not actually me. It's actually Childish Gambino. Listen, I'm a ghost if, account. If y'all are listening to this right now, I need us to like. Join our forces to take this Sudingo nigga, Sudingo nigga ass Also, don't forget about Here's, hashtag PNC. Okay, PNC gang, here's what I need y'all to do. If any of you, the woman listening to this podcast, has ever fucked <laughs> Sudingo, <laughs> I need y'all to tweet <laughs> that this nigga is not Sudingo. Hey, you want to... I need y'all to tweet this nigga is a Pee Wee Herman or something. Wait, you, you, you want to bring up Shorty? 